talking about. This is Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I lost it. I was completely guffawing. I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining. Oh, my God. My gosh. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. <gasps> the foliage. Let's drive by the foliage. It's so beautiful the way the leaves die. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. Say, Senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, today, on a Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. It's an agonizing decision. We're down to two candidates. They are thruples and or lynching as a political metaphor. Thruples is uh, it's been in the in come to my ears a couple of days in a row. So is yes. this, there a growing popularity of this term or this uh, lifestyle? We got a the congressperson who was in a thruple. Yes. Who was the other thruple we heard about? Yeah, oh, the congressional uh, thruple. We heard about the Oklahomans who got in the fight alongside the road and the. One wife jumped on the girlfriend like a spider monkey. We Sounds had like an show. excuse to rerun that tape. <laughs> but boo! What? So, yeah, so troubles many... another person into the relationship. It's, it's like swinging, but more uh, more permanent. It's like his sister wives, but less permanent. Well, I think, I think I've not done this. But you might. Um... But I think, yeah, a lot of your uh, your threesomes that you you hear about uh, <laughs> that the kids are doing uh, just just kind of happen uh, one night uh, drinking or something like that, as opposed to a thruple. It's just, yes. just you're in, in a relationship, right? All exactly. three of you together. Honey, like I'm thinking of bringing another woman into the relationship, and if you'd allow me to engage in bigamy, that would be bigger you. Because the huh. the the Oklahoma couple that ended up with the one woman. The girlfriend rammed the husband on his Harley. On his Harley, and then the wife of the husband got mad at the girlfriend and jumped on her like a spider monkey. But anyway, it was raining down hammer fist blows. But the original, I promise, I'm looking for it. But the original snot out. But the original argument was about um, he wasn't doing his share of housework. So getting to the whole, it's a relationship thing. It's yes. not just a sexy one-night stand sort of thing. It's right. A, they had an actual relationship going on, and he wasn't doing the dishes or something. There's something to do with toilet paper as well. I'm not sure if it was the purchase of it, the uh, and this news story replacement of it when it runs out. There's always a source. Who's the congressperson in this current throuple? Is it the dude or is it the woman? It's the gal. I, I She's in Congress, yeah. and she, she was in a throuple, her and her husband, with another woman? And there is a picture out that I've only read about of the uh, other woman in the thruple brushing her, the other woman's hair naked. Yes. Somehow I, uh, that picture came out. I've done the hard journalistic work, Jack, and I have seen the picture. I don't think most people think about bringing another uh, woman or man into the bedroom to get their hair brushed. And just took her to the ground. I mean, and she's just beating the snot out of her. Well, now, that's not the, that's, uh, that's she the She jumped risk. on her like a spider monkey. 
Well, that's yeah. what you're risking. There you go. There's the picture. But that clip is not the Congress people. That's back to the Oklahoma couple. I want to make sure it's clear that the yeah, I found the clip. The the Congress people. Nobody is jumping on anybody like a spider monkey. At not least. Jumped on her like a spider monkey. Not as yet. Okay, so I'm looking at the picture. Who's the naked person in that picture? Is there a naked woman sitting in what looks to be a hotel chair behind a clothed woman on the floor looking at her iPhone and brushing her hair? The naked woman's brushing the clothed woman's hair. Who's the congressperson? I think of that every time I go into a hotel, by the way. Who's been naked on what piece of furniture? Well, uh, her I, being on that chair naked doesn't bother me that much, but other other options, it's a little no, really. I don't know which one is which in that picture. I'm not sure. I've seen a picture of the congresswoman. That might be her naked. Yes, the the congresswoman is the naked gal. Thank okay. you, executive producer Hanson. So the uh, the the woman that's in the trouble. So wow. So you get a third person to come in your relationship so you can be naked and brush their hair while they're clothed. Okay, whatever turns you on, I guess. Well, she might have needed a hairbrush, and uh, one gal happened to be naked. I mean, there's, it's it's not necessarily premeditated. All right. Your hair's all tangled. Let me deal with it. Really, the crime here is sitting on the hotel chair with your bare bottom. That's the crime. <laughs> so, now you've come over to my side. That's just let's, disgusting. Let's, let's all agree on undergarments, shall we? They, are, they're good for everyone. You bringing another woman into your marriage, that's between you and your husband. But sitting on the chair naked, I don't know where that hotel is. I might be at that hotel with my kids this mm, weekend. Mm, that's disgusting. Mm, mm, no, thank you. We should post that picture at armstrongandgetty.com so Done. everybody can witness that. Fantastic. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad and get into the dang show. The NBA season started last night, and we're off and running already with Hong Kong protests and commentary and that sort of stuff, so that'll be exciting. Anyway, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Remember the movie E.T. back in the early 80s? How could we forget? Yeah, the little boy, um, Henry Thomas. He's now a 48-year-old man. He was just arrested for a DUI, unfortunately. Oh, I- Sorry to the hear question that. is, why didn't he phone home for a ride? Ah, there you go. All right. Going to have to do better than that. My, my fiance told me that this morning. She was so proud of herself. And said, oh, oh you've got to say that well, on the air. It's, and I thought, it's oh, pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, See how that went, is. honey? I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah. No, it, it was fine. Why oh, the policeman out have certainly said that? You know what you should have done? Yeah. Huh? And then you know what you should have done? What? You should have phoned home. That's what you should have done. <sighs> Am I free to go? Am I being detained? <laughs> How many times has he heard that? You don't think that's funny? Out comes the wood shampoo. Oh, boy. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. This is, this is taking a bad turn. How many times has he heard that? That's why he's drinking so much. Right. He can't do anything any day of his life without hearing that. His whole life, every day, no matter what he's doing. Oh, my God. And when he's, you know, decades later uh, in a tough spot, he's made a couple of mistakes. Everybody hears about it because as a child, he was in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. You two are trafficking in in that sort of corrosive gossip. I won't have it. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, would never sit on a hotel room chair. Bare ass. You don't Already know this that. Morning, Sean. (laughs) It's the bedspread that's just terrifying. Oh, yeah, they don't they don't watch that. I fold microbial down. Disneyland. We've done that story a hundred times, so I, I always fold down the bedspread and kind of get that out of the way. But the chair, I'm going to sit in the chair. Yeah. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. The uh, the NBA is back. It is my favorite sports ball league. I uh, really did enjoy watching some of that. Stat of the day from yesterday, 
the uh, Los Angeles Lakers used the post-up maneuver where you take one of your big guys and they put their back to the basket. They post them up. They used it more in last night's game than any team did in any game last season. That's interesting if a, the old style of basketball is coming back. The, Maybe. The Warriors changed the entire game. Everybody tried to imitate them. Are we going back to the old style? They went to sprawl ball. Are we making a return to tall ball? Back to you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I might ask you later. I want to know who the preseason favorites are, or the beginning of the season favorites are. I'll ask you that question later. I'd kind of okay. like to know that. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'll tell you what. I feel very good, very wise about my decision to stop investing in scratchers and lottery tickets because my new investment in sport has paid off, and I'm bringing home the bacon today. What? So you're investing in that ladies' indoor bicycling in which that transgender woman is setting all the world records? Is that what you're investing in? No. Here's a tip. Bet heavily on the dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep my eye on that one. No. Nationals 5-4 win over the Astros. Oh, so you're betting on the World Series? That's cool. See, betting on the World Series is cool. That's a cool thing. You hear that, kids? That's a cool thing. Going back like a century, <laughs> guys having a drink and betting on Cigar, the World Series, yeah. all the way back to the Chicago Black Sox. Oh, very <laughs> manly. Getting a scratcher yeah. at the Circle A does not is not yeah. got that charm. No. no, no, I got the swagger. I took a long shot and it worked. So, gentlemen, again, awesome. the bacon's on. Wait, that's a long shot bet too. Houston has got the best record at yep. home in like fifty years or yep. something. Their starting a- pitcher hadn't lost since May. Yeah, there's yes. no reason to expect that yep. result. And good yep. for you. Wow. Um, Fantastic. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. It's Wednesday, my trash day, October 23rd, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Tonight, we're bringing you the Lakers versus the Clippers, and the Laker offense is on fire tonight. That they are. They're coming at the Clippers like the Chinese government on a pro-democracy protester. And by that last comment, I meant they're coming at them in a reasonable, lawful, humane way, in accordance with the benevolent president for life, Xi Jinping. XJP, great guy. Now back to the action. (laughs) Who brought us that? That was uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, He opened his show with that last night. Mm. Um, Competing against Jimmy Kimmel, who that network has the NBA, probably doesn't have as much license to uh, make those jokes. Interesting point. I'm I'm Mm. guessing. There's no need for frivolity here. Uh, Serious. Right. Uh, (laughs) What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, victory for the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong as supporters take a stand at an NBA opener. We've got Joe Biden caught up in the lynching controversy and the connection between work and baldness. Coming up. Yeah, the Joe Biden lynching uh, aspect of this controversy proves my point to me. There's a dumb story that'll be gone in a couple of days and nobody will ever remember it. And to my point yesterday, that that particular metaphor, unfortunate though it may be, this is a lynching, is used by politicians all the damn time. Maybe you don't like it, but please, all of a sudden you're clutching your pearls because Don (laughs) Trump said it. Oh, shut up. And we will we will prove that case beyond an unreasonable doubt later this hour. There you go. I get texts all the time saying, this is my trash day, Jack, which I f- find very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like an inside joke I got going with the texters. Right. That's um, beautiful. That's, that's cute. <laughs> How's the mailbag? Uh, oh, it's, it's fine and dandy. Wide-ranging. 
little this, little that. Fantastic. Yeah. What did you say variety is? Tiring? Variety is tiring. Is that the old saying? It's super duper. I love variety. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that on the way. We'll catch you up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Strong and Getty Show. Was yesterday's behind closed doors impeachment hearing full of bombshell testimony, or have I been told that 50 times in the last two years and nothing happened? That's the problem as the public. It's the whole boy who cried wolf scenario. You, You can't tell me 50 times over two plus years. This was the big day. This is the day we found out. This is the day that ended it. Yeah. And then it just goes away. I'm acutely interested in this stuff, and the daily headlines I can't really invest in. Because the, I have no idea their significance or I don't either. last, and, and everybody bringing them to me is a liar. So well, just, right. if let it, me know. If let it me turns, know when you figure it if out. If it turns out to be something, be happy to talk about it. But right. the very same people who went on and on and on about Russia are telling me this stuff. And that turned out to be nothing. You know how I know it's nothing? Because there's not a whiff of of a reporting saying any of the articles of impeachment will mention anything about Russia or the Mueller report. There are ten clear indications of obstruction of justice. That's funny. Not one of the ten is being mentioned at all for impeachment. Oh, boy. So the same people who told me that crap are now telling me this was a day. Okay. I've heard this before. Oh, boy. Mailbag. Another freedom-loving quote of the day from Al Hamilton. You see his picture on the 20. 20? 20. 10? 10. 10. Andy Jackson is the 20. Right? Jackson's going to rise from his grave and beat you with his cane. Yes, he is. Yeah, near to death. Listen to this from Al Hamilton. It's about self-governance. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice. If the laws be so voluminous that they cannot be read, or so incoherent that they cannot be understood. Oh my gosh. Alexander Hamilton saying, self-governance won't be any good anymore if we have so many laws or they're so hard to understand that people can't understand them. Oh boy. We've talked about this before, how I went from a law-abiding, well, if it's a law, I'm going to follow it. To a where I am now, and I think a lot of people are here now. There are so many laws, and so many of them are stupid, that I pick and choose which ones I think are important. And I think most people do that. And there are so many hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, of rules and regulations that have the force of law. If you violate them, you'll be fined. If you don't pay your fine, you'll go to jail. And those are passed by unelected bureaucrats. Passed. They're just written. Decided upon. And I still consider myself a law-abiding citizen. Just, uh... In yeah. my opinion, that particular law is yeah. stupid and for somebody's profit, for instance. The government governs best, which governs least. The number of Americans who understand that, who think about it, who care about it, is probably in the single digits. Well, well, what am I, what am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep moaning about it on the air till you all get sick of me. Um, what? Too late? Is that what I just... Oh, sorry. Anyway, moving along. Uh, Dirk the German writes... Uh, I love Joe claiming that Tulsi Gabbard couldn't be a Russian spy because she's too hot. 
Have you ever seen a James Bond movie? I laughed so hard Nutella almost came out in my nose. That's signed by Dirk the German Asset. Uh, listen, Dirk, maybe you look to your stupid James Bond movies. I'm a Disney man, and Disney has taught me if you're pretty, you're good, and if you're ugly, you're evil. It's the greatest truth of Disney movies. That is pretty true in Disney movies, isn't it? Damn right it is. Uh, guys, officially turned faggot this year. For man or woman. The pretty guy, right. even if he seems a little questionable at the beginning, he'll right. turn out to be okay. Right. The one exception being uh, uh, the, the big brute from... Uh, Notre Dame. No. No. The big brute from the uh, the uh, wolf movie. Not the wolf. He's a the big... Wolf the beast. Movie. The beauty and the beast. That's <laughs> it. be the beauty and the wolf. Moving along. <laughs> Uh, just turned faggoty this year, says Brett from Orange County. That's great. Friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. So you have to listen to my opinion. Cl- clips of the year for your One More Thing podcast, available at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, it's uh, podcast only, not, never on the air. Uh, the clips of the year should just be a super cut of every time you guys cussed. Imagine all the money you'd make. That oh, would be wait. Fun. That would make be no fun. money. KFTC, Brett. Thanks, Brett. That is a funny idea. Uh, let's see. When Where your kids we... were little, did you refer to Beauty and the Beast as the wolf movie? Want to watch the wolf movie? No, I just couldn't think of the name. <laughs> and besides, Gaston is not a bad guy. He's he's misunderstood at worst. He's a rotten piece of garbage. He thought a beast was kidnapping people from the village. <laughs> he's a brute. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Denise, who says she's a fairly new fag, writes, autocorrect is my worst enema. (laughs) That's funny. We talked about autocorrect a bit yesterday, and I like this. Guys, what is autocorrect? I don't think it's a computer, writes Neil. I'm convinced it's a hyperactive teenage speed addict with ADD. Why change words so quickly? I type what I want. Marshall's news deck. Reference to autocorrect in mailbag was this. So my wife sent me a text yesterday uh, morning saying I'm sick and Henry's sick, sick. And I texted back yipes. But just as I was pressing send, autocorrect changed yipes to the apes, <laughs> which would be a weird response to your wife when she says I'm sick and so is your son. Unless you have a bunch of disease-ridden apes running around your house and you're accusing them of spreading the apes. Their, their filth. The apes. <laughs> or if that's just your the sort of thing you say when you stub your toe, dag nabbit, or the apes. Or... The apes! <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I forgot to pay the electric bill. The apes! <laughs> uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, victory for pro-democracy protesters as Hong Kong's government formally withdrew an unpopular extradition bill that sparked unruly protests which have morphed into a broader campaign for democratic change in the I semi-autonomous... that happened a few weeks ago. No, this is formally withdrawn. Take okay. it away. A way well, I know away. what withdrawn means. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. The security chief announcing in the legislature today that the bill was going to be withdrawn. It will not be back. Meanwhile, demonstrators supporting Hong Kong pro-democracy protesters crashed the opening night party for the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. They were passing out thousands of black T-shirts outside the arena in Toronto. The tees had the North stands with Hong Kong in bright yellow across the front. That's a play in the Raptors' marketing slogan, We the North. The NBA briefly, of course, fell out of favor with the Chinese government earlier this month after the Houston Rockets 
GM tweeted, Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Uh, still out of favor. The NBA did not, uh, or China did not air any of the opening right. games uh, right. from last night. Right. And, they, and they normally do, I assume. Yes. yes. Uh, there were a, a lot of fans, or at least a number of fans, uh, with uh, guerrilla tactics to get their slogans on the, the big camera at the right. stadium or wear t-shirts and, and show them. So there's uh, keep that up, folks. And I keep it up. I haven't seen anybody get removed. from. I haven't seen any stories or footage about that yet. So if that happened, they're keeping it under wraps. Well, the NBA realizes the public backlash that has occurred and would occur if they make that a policy. They're they're in a tough spot with China because China is oh, yeah. not going to air any NBA games as right. long as this going is going on. Right, right. And I heard the commissioner say yesterday that they've already lost a significant amount of revenue well, I from guess. the China debacle, which affects the collective bargaining, the the salary cap, the rest of it. So the players are unhappy. About well, remember that stat uh, last week was that fifty million Chinese watched an NBA game last last year. That's an audience. That's a huge audience. It's amazing. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden on Tuesday denounced President Trump's comparison of the ongoing impeachment inquiry to a lynching. But in a 1998 interview, the then senator from Delaware also invoked the term in reference to the ongoing impeachment of former President Bill Clinton. Even if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching or whether or not it was something that in fact met the standard the very high bar that was set by the founders as to what constituted an impeachable offense well that just proves once again how outside the mainstream donald trump is oh boy says the sorts of things that politicians don't say and discredits the united states on the world stage oh boy so yesterday joe biden tweeted out Impeachment is not, quote, lynching. It is part of our Constitution. Our country has a dark, shameful history with lynching. And to even think about making this comparison is abhorrent. It's despicable. And then turns out, no, not only does he use the term, he uses it to talk about impeachment specifically. We have assembled a cavalcade of politicians throwing that term around, which we'll uh, play for you in a little bit. The and, and we made this point yesterday. That story, which led Fox, uh, Brett Bear's special report on Fox News, the whole lynching flap is so damned phony. Oh my God, Beltway bullcrap has nothing to do with you and your lives. Politicians, ugh, they disgust me. In other news, it turns out that working long hours can make you go bald. Researchers in Korea looked at more than 13,000 men and found that those who worked more than 52 hours a week lost their hair at double the speed of those who worked less than 40. (laughs) I love science. You know, my hair did the most falling out in my first radio job where I was working like 70, 80 hours a week. Right. A lot of pressure. That's what my hair, that's what my roommate said. It looks like there's a cat sleeping in our drain. The uh, scientists say it's thought that the increased pressure, the increased stress of working right. uh, more messes. It's not a genetic thing that's handed down through uh, your oh, mom's side no, of the family. No. It's, it's the work. It's the amount of work you're doing. It has, it has not to enough have... staycations. <laughs> oh, boy. This study brought to you by Marriott. <laughs> it has to do with hormone levels, which uh, get weakened when you are under stress, and that's stress caused by long hours at work. Yeah, it's a solar panel for a sex machine is what it is. <laughs> oh. According to scientists. Is HR here yet? <laughs> oh, and, my God. And in the World Series opener in Houston. Well, here is this 20-year-old star, Juan Soto. Third youngest player, as you saw it, he hit cleanup in a World Series. 
and he just cleaned up. Wow! Soto, now the second youngest player in Major League Baseball to hit a home run in his first World Series game in the Nats' 5-4 win over the Astros. I don't know anything about the Nationals, but it's damn impressive to win at Houston when you've never been in the World Series and all that. I mean, that was just impressive. But here's a they non... to the race. Here's a non-sports sports thing. If you're, right. You don't have to be into sports to enjoy this. So the big talk on Saturday night when Houston wrapped up against the Yankees, they, they opened the game with a guy who finished the night before. That hadn't happened since the 20s. <laughs> I mean, a long, long time ago. Three fingers McGee. When you finish up at 11 o'clock last night and then you pitch to start the next game. Right. But, um... That the, guy also worked a swing shift at the grocery store in between the games, too. <laughs> Probably gonna go bald. But <laughs> the reason they chose him was his low heart rate. I thought that was so interesting. What? That's a new thing in sports, I guess. What? Who's got a who's got a regularly low heart rate? So for really big pressure moments, you go with the person that has a, a an abnormally low heart rate. That's cuz they odd. seem to deal with the situation better in theory. Huh. I've never heard that before. That sounds it's funny that sounds like a high-tech version of old-timey baseball superstitions. Yeah, but the, seems like, odd. Did, did to Babe me. Ruth have a really low heart rate and that's why he was so good? Get a uh, locker room full of narcoleptics just falling asleep all I the time. I can't be bottom of the ninth in New York World Series my heart rate's like 65. I'm fine. Yeah, but your your cardio fitness has a lot to do with your heart rate. A guy could just be a frenetic, you know, they talked, melts down under pressure, but he's in great cardio. They talked about that all yeah. game, the heart rate of various people okay. and pressure situations. I'd never heard that before. <laughs> and the NBA season got underway with two games. The Raptors beating the Pelicans 131-22 in overtime, and the Clippers down the Lakers 112-102. to that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Do we apply that anything else in the world? Uh, does the military do that? You know, we'll put the people on SEAL Team 6 to go in after bin Laden who have lower heart rates because it's a pressure situation. Do you, do you send in the sales guy to close the big deal against the, the, the real shark with the low heart rate? Well, that seems to me a, a tad bass backwards in that you have a record of who has performed best under pressure. It's not like these people just showed up That's and you're being introduced to them. That's a very good point. How about the guy who just closed the last four deals? I'd send him in because he's obviously no, good no, 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 no. Check my pulse. Check it. <laughs> right. Check it. Yeah, I think a baseball and and sports is full of from the announcers booth to the management. Well, less the management, I suppose, to onto the field with people who are not terribly book smart, but they like to act like they are. So they use fancy sportsy terms when regular words would just be fine because it makes them sound smarter. So this sounds a little suspicious. Mm. Uh, like I, is that? I, I'd never heard of that. Back to the NBA briefly. I didn't have a chance to squeeze this into mailbag, but Jake uh, from beautiful Charlottesville sent along. Um, and then this is via the folks at Liberty Maniacs who put out. Uh, sportswear T-shirts and hoodies and stuff of a libertarian theme. I've purchased many things from them, uh, but uh, they are now pitching this. You can buy T-shirts or stickers or whatever. It's the uh, it's a a parody of the Golden State Warriors uh, logo. It's the Golden State Social Justice Warriors, and instead of the yellow Golden Gate Bridge against the blue background, it's a yellow snowflake against the blue. <laughs> That's pretty background. funny. That is. Fabulous. We got this text. All the NBA, Hong Kong, China talk, and nobody's got Shaq's comments. Yes, we do. He stood up for uh, for free speech in, in Hong Kong strongly in a broadcast yesterday. And Way we'll to go, Shaq Fu. We'll have that later in the show. So coming up, we got more Joe Biden on lynching. Shaq just don't give a damn.
Yeah, we have multiple politicians throwing that word around like it's any other word until Trump says it. Then it's an outrage which cannot be forgiven. Please. Yeah, somebody just texted, wasn't uh, Neil Armstrong's heart rate uh, famously like 200 beats a minute or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he was a punk. He was no good at his <laughs> yeah, job. But he couldn't be in a World Series game. No, obviously he, not. He practically uh, he almost landed on Venus because <laughs> he couldn't figure out which one's the moon, which one's the moon with his high heart rate. Idiot. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a new poll out on uh, enthusiasm for impeachment. Bad news for Trump and good news for Trump in this new poll. All right. Glad to hear it. That's super. Super. Super good. Super. Super. Got an email we didn't squeeze in the mailbag about the amount of attention paid to Trump, and that was quite good. Maybe we'll get to that in a minute. The uh, the idea that the media has that it can just up everybody's interest by fifty percent by the T word, I think, is going away. Yeah, I certainly think. Oh, so. Oh, it's killing me. Of course, we do this for a living, so our exposure to it is a little higher. But yeah, I mean, for instance, my friends, yesterday. The Tangerine Tornado reacted to some aspect of impeachment or another, the testimony of the ambassador, by saying this is just a a political lynching. And everyone in the media and Democrats across the aisle reacted with fake outrage. You had black members of Congress with shaky voices and tears in their eyes talking about how unimaginable it is that he would use that term. Joe Biden says... To even think about making this comparison is abhorrent. It's despicable. Well, perhaps, uh, folks, you'll enjoy hearing this. How dare the president compare lynching to impeachment? My votes are a protest against an unfair process. The inequities in the impeachment process have been glaring. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed, it is a political lynching. So I will not vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lynching in the people's house. I will vote against these resolutions. Even if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching. This day feels to me like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob. And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the President of the United States. The whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says this man has to go. Yeah, so that was a whole bunch of different politicians. Including a whole bunch of black caucus members. Yeah. uh, Throwing the term around. Six people total, five of them Democrats. The only Republican was condemning the president for using that same language. I wasn't able to find any video of of Clinton actually saying it must have been written or something. Yeah, yeah. No biggie. Well, depending on whose definition you're going to go of uh, with lynching, and Lindsey Graham came out yesterday and said this is the dictionary definition of lynching. And in some dictionaries, it is more or less. It's an extrajudicial process. Um, 
in which you're trying to get a certain result outside of the uh, normal course of law. Right. That's not what most people mean when you when you hear the word, but that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe it's Jack and I both uh, personality wise. Oh, that reminds me. I've got some great stuff on the genetic component of misophonia. Oh, I want to hear that. Yeah, that's the it makes you crazy hearing other people chew or whatever. <laughs> they they've identified the gene. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, um just our personality types. I hate being manipulated. I hate people thinking they can manipulate me, which is why I'm so cynical about politics. And uh, my my great uh, hero, my English language hero, H.L. Mencken, the great journalist of the early 20th century, said the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and and desperate to be led to safety by menacing it with an endless series of hobgoblins, all of them imaginary. So, yeah, they're just trying to keep you whipped up all the time. And this Lynch thing is the latest, you know, example of it. And the fact that all of the media, left, right, and center, pretended to be outraged and see if they could get your attention uh, with it yesterday. Just, oh, man, it wears me out. Cut it out. What does that have to do with health care costs and and the economy and and jobs and, and why college is so incredibly expensive and and, and cancer research, all the things that actually affect your life. Man, when was the last time you heard a politician seriously dealing with that stuff? It's enough to make you murder us. We'll talk Don't more, murder anybody, everybody. We'll talk more about this later. Facebook is uh, getting involved with a bunch of other people. Amazon, Google, DeepMind. They wouldn't hire me. Um, sure. Academics from MIT, Oxford, all to combat deep fakes. Oh, really? And come up with a way to identify deepfake videos and pictures and uh, with ahead of this upcoming election. A uh, feared, and probably for good reason, that it's going to become a, a regular part of life. Right. I'm surprised nobody's claimed it yet. Claimed? Claimed. So, oh. Like the thruple picture. Oh. Maybe that's a bad example because <laughs> there's too much evidence out there. You know, that would ruin it. Yeah, but, but you can say, that's not me. I don't know who that, that looks like my face, but that's not my body. I guarantee they, you, I've never been in that position in my life. Exactly. They put my face on somebody else's body. That's a deep fake. I'm surprised nobody's claimed that yet when they're in a scandal. Give it a week. The last three months, uh, y'all have done a great job of zapping along stuff that you read or see that's really interesting. You think we ought to be talking about, uh, usually you mail it, email it, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The last three months in a row, folks have sent deep fake videos, and each month's, I mean, each one they send is alarmingly good, and then the next month, there's one that's alarmingly better than the previous month. So they're in, they're improving in quality, improving, that's not a word, in quality, um, at a frightening rate. I saw one the other day, this comedian, uh, the, uh, he's not, he's a, uh, what do you call it, a mimic, an imitator, he's a, uh, what's the word? He, impressionist? Imp- impressionist, yeah, thank you. Um, he's a terrific impressionist. And he's going through the voices of these various celebrities, roughly two sentences each. And every one, his face morphs into their face, or damn oh, near the, their face. The Bill Hader, when he's talking about Tom Cruise and Seth no, Rogen, no. different one. It makes that one look like I did it on a 386S, you oh, know? Wow. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's astounding. So soon we will have a, a presidential candidate um, who who would be especially funny. 
Oh, well, Tulsi Gabbard. Pretty little Tulsi Gabbard. Why would I say that? That sounds demeaning. That's sexist. It's misogynist. You say pretty Gavin Newsom every time you mention the pretty, governor pretty of California. Pretty Gavin Newsom. That's, but do I say pretty little Gavin Newsom? I mean, he's tall. Yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard saying, oh, I'm absolutely a Russian asset. I take all of my, uh, my orders from the Kremlin, and I'm proud to be serving our Soviet masters. And it will be perfect. God, I think an easy one. And she will have to say it. That ain't me. I think an easy one, particularly with female candidates, is some sort of sex tape. Um, you get that out there. Uh, why? Why the female candidates? Would you not like watch a Joe Biden sex tape? He's running around really fast in black and white. Back when he was young. Imagine, hey, Esther. <laughs> but so they're in a contest, actually, to see who can come up with the best uh, deep fake detector software. Oh. And uh, and then whoever wins it gets to have their version out there for sale and that sort of thing. But you got a lot of the smartest people in the world working on this thing because I think they know, and they know better than we know, how fast this is coming and how good it will be and how damaging it could be to society. Yes, yeah, and and far beyond, you know, people being slandered or 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 hurt in some way, it will cause all of us to doubt everything we see unless we witness it live with our own eyes. Well, you think you've heard it all in terms of utopian healthcare ideas from some of the candidates that are out there? Holy crap! Stay tuned for this one. Uh oh, next hour. If Uh-oh. you get next hour, if you don't get next hour, I don't know what you're listening to. And more journalists are coming out saying, "Hey, NBC killed my rape story too." Ooh. That's how rapey NBC was and probably still is. Stay tuned.